The Motherhood Memo recognises the traditional owners of the land which we have recorded this podcast. We pay our respects to past, present and emerging community leaders. We also extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. Have you ever wondered why pregnancy and elements of motherhood are shrouded in secrecy? There's a whole other world out there full of surprises which no one talks about. Embarking on the journey of motherhood may appear straightforward until reality hits you like a ton of baby bricks. Welcome to the Motherhood Memo, where we delve into our journeys into motherhood, fearlessly sharing our own hilarious, honest and enlightening experiences. I'm your host, Sophie Tymon, and I'm joined weekly by my co-host and sister, Ashley Grebe. This relaxed podcast is a place where sips turn into giggles, gossips turn into insights, and listeners become an honoured member of our sisterhood. Cheers Cheers to that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Motherhood Memo. We are very excited. We definitely are. On today's episode, we will be taking a deep dive into Sophie's pregnancy journey thus far. I feel like I've got so much to talk about, but we also want to keep this short and sweet. So we might scrape the surface a little bit and then we can deep dive into specific... (laughs) (laughs) Deep dive. Deep dive. (laughs) Into the specifics in other apps. Yeah, I agree. So we've got a few key points that we want to get through. I'll be asking the questions and Sophie will be answering them without sparing any of the details because here on the Motherhood Memo, we know that the good stuff is hidden in the details. You better believe it. So Sophie, before we get stuck into it, you're currently 36 weeks. I am. And how are you feeling? Look, I'm feeling large. Larger than usual. Larger in charge. (laughs) No, I am feeling really good. Mentally, I'm feeling really good. It feels great to be in the weeks that start with a three. I feel like there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel when you get to 30 weeks. So to be at 36 is like, whoa, I've only got four to go. So mentally feeling really good and really excited. I'm like not nervous at all, which is interesting, but I am getting really sore. Mm. I'm experiencing a lot of pain around my hips and in my groin. And I feel like A lot of people experience one or two things here or there. Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing all of them. So that's fun. But look, aside from that, I'm happy and healthy. Uh, It's a low risk pregnancy. So I'm very happy. Mm. I mean, it's okay to be grateful that it's a low risk pregnancy and that you're healthy and still express the fact that you're wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I think by that 36 week mark, most women are. Yeah. Like rolling from one side of the bed to the other. Almost impossible. Yeah. Like once I'm down on one side, I have to stay there until I wake Joe up to get moved to the other side. To roll you over. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's reality. And I've been through three different pregnancy pillows. They all suck. (laughs) Nothing makes life easier. No, not at 36 weeks. Absolutely not. (laughs) All right. Okay. So let's take our audience back a bit. You got married in April 2022. At what point post-wedding did you decide that you were ready for a baby? We always knew. So Joe and I sort of met and then within 12 months we were engaged. And then in a year and a half, we knew we were going to get married. So things went really quick. When we were locking in the wedding date, we were like, okay, year and a half feels right. But I feel like maybe let's be married for at least a year and then try and fall pregnant. So we knew well in advance that it was going to be probably in two and a half years time, like Mm. leading up to the wedding. So yeah, we got married in April. We enjoyed almost 12 months of being 
being in our marriage love bubble. Yep. And then once we hit January the following year, it was go time. It was on like donkey gog. Oh, yeah. So what steps did you take before trying to conceive? Because you had a little bit of time up your sleeve there. Yeah. And we actually did a lot of physical checks, both Joe and I. So for the first year, like leading up to the wedding, I wanted to start tracking my cycle because I've always had irregular cycles ever since I got my first period. Yeah, I'm like, do I say that? Yes, you it's do. It's a motherhood memo, period. <laughs> period, period, period. I said it, period. Um, when I first got that, it was so irregular. That's why I actually went on the pill to regulate it. And I had not been off it for like, I don't know, 20 years or something like, like that. Like most women. Yeah, like yeah. most women, right? So I was nervous to come off that, but I did uh, really quickly. And I started tracking my cycle and I did that for about a year on um, the Clue app. Okay. Anyway, so I was doing that. And then I experienced really bad cramps every month as well. So I wanted to get that checked. I went and the doctor referred me to go get an ov- um, ovary scan. Um, so I went and did that. Um, they did pick up some cysts, which they actually didn't tell me about because I don't think it was a bad case of cysts, mm. but I long story, but I had a couple on there. And then we also did genetic testing. So that's something the doctor recommended that I didn't feel like we really needed to do, but I felt like she sort of pushed us in that direction. So we went and both got genetic testing done. And that's quite expensive, isn't it's it? It's a few hundred dollars. Yeah. And I don't think you can get any money back from memory. Um, anyway, mine actually came back and I am a carrier of a couple of mild things, but Joe's came back with a carrier of nothing. So he's, <laughs> he's superhuman. His new term, what is it? He's like, oh, I'm genetically blessed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Joe. And we also just did general blood tests as well, actually, yeah. both of us. So yeah, a fair bit in all of that, but we just wanted to like know what we're up against, I guess, as far as we could find out yeah. um, with that sort of stuff. Super sensible. Yeah. Okay. So you did all the checks and you had all the green lights. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Joe was raring to go. Like what male doesn't enjoy practicing making a baby? Am well, I right? Yeah. Well, we had been practicing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so like, was there anything that you did to get yourself like physically and mentally ready? Great question because, yes, absolutely. We all live very stressed lives these days. We do. It's very fast-paced. It's always what's next. So I never, I, I've never been one to slow down and smell the roses, Mm-mm. but I knew that I was going to have to wind back my stress levels because physically it, stress impacts my body like crazy. Yeah. So to do that, I actually started journaling. Um, a girlfriend of mine bought me a journal called the five minute journal and it's literally five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night and it just sets you up for the day really nicely. And I bought that after you mentioned it to me and I absolutely love it. Oh, there you go. I highly recommend. Yeah, I forgot you did that. It's great. So I started doing that, which is hard work initially because you're like, oh God, I can't get out of bed yet. I've got to do this. So anyway, I stuck to it for like three months and I thought that was amazing. So that was great for my mental state. I also started doing a bit of meditation Joe's really big in meditation, on meditation. So some guided meditation just on Spotify, I would find that would just soothe me in the mornings or in the nights. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of being physical, I really ramped up my Pilates. Um, I had stopped that for a little while. I think that helps me mentally as well. It does. The endorphins. Yeah, yeah, totally. Physically as well, keeps you fit. You, you, figure out where all your you know pelvic floor muscles are and things like that it gets you really in tune with your body yeah so yeah I did that as well awesome I know lots of prep I know I sound, you go I know I sound really good um <laughs> anyway You're moving the on. model pre-pregnancy lady <laughs> um okay so you've done all of that you did the deed and the day you found out you were pregnant 
Where were you? What were you doing? And what was Joe's reaction? Okay, this is really funny. So let me put you there. I am in Melbourne because it's the Australian Open. I'm there for work. We're having, you know, a few beverageinos. And the next day I'm like, geez, I feel hungover. Like the flight, I cannot tell you. And I'm not really usually that bad being hungover because I just take a Barocca and I'm good. Mm -hmm. But I got home and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling good. Like I said, look – my period is due now and I'm just like exhausted and I feel unwell. Let's just go get a pregnancy test. It's like eight o'clock at night. Let's just go get one so I can rule out that I'm not pregnant because I felt like I was getting period cramps as yep. well. Yep. Let's rule it out. Then I can go to sleep and we can just start fresh next month. And uh, Joe's like, yeah, okay, no problem. Anyway, I'm talking to my mum on my phone, right? And I'm like, I just got to go to the toilet. I didn't tell her that I was going to wee on a stick, right? So I put her on loudspeaker. I know, gross, but she sat on the basin <laughs> while I was weeing on this stick. And then, boom, it came up. Two and lines. I was expecting it to be negative. I swear, like every inch of my body thought it's going to be negative. Yep. I genuinely thought I was about to get my period. Yeah. And so, it came up. I was just like gobsmacked. I'm like, sorry, mom, got to go. Bye. Hung up the phone. Joe's just sitting in the dark waiting for me to finish this thing because so he can go to bed. He's just waiting for me to come out. So, he was negative. expecting negative as well. Yeah, we all were. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. I walked out. I'm like, Joe... <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and I wanted to get it on record. So I videoed it. And I'm like, but I need to get him out of the dark, closer to the light so I can get his reaction. So I'm shaking and I'm holding this stick and I'm like, I think I've done it wrong. And he's like, what do you mean? And it's kind of video proof. (laughs) And I'm like, what's this say? And I handed it to him and he just started laughing. (laughs) Shock laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So, look, I asked the GP, is it okay? I had a few spicy marks the night before I found out I was pregnant. She's like, it's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. It's so early days. So, yeah, that's how I found out. Was fully expecting it to be negs. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Amazing. (laughs) And it didn't take you that long either, did it? I know for some women it it can. Yeah, and look, I've never actually mentioned um, before how long it took because I'm super sensitive to everybody else's journeys but Mm -hmm. this is mine and this podcast is about our journeys so yeah we actually did fall pregnant the first time that we really gave it a good hot crack so I feel Mm -hmm. very blessed for that absolutely and it's okay to be grateful for that exactly okay so you're pregnant let's give everyone a little bit of an overview of your first trimester so what sort of happens I mean so much happens in the first 12 weeks and you can't really talk about it with anybody or most people will sort of choose not to because they call that the risky phase so how was the elusive first 12 weeks for you it was fun because I didn't feel pregnant until I hit six weeks yeah I think yes it was the same for me yeah so I'm still doing Pilates at by six weeks almost seven weeks and you're like oh wow I remember you saying I was really nauseous by week six and I'm like oh okay well I'm like hunky-dory and then it was like six and a half weeks and it just hit me like a ton of bricks the nausea was insane I didn't vomit not once I wish I could. Oh, God, I remember that feeling. Yeah, just to alleviate the nausea mm-hmm. just for like an hour. Yeah. I did like a week or two weeks of the nausea without medication and then I just went, nah, I need to take something. Get me help. Yeah. So I can't remember what it was called. Uh, the wafer things. Yeah, those wafer things. Yeah. This is pregnancy brain and you didn't take it. <laughs> and so, I never tried them, yeah, no. So this is why we don't know. <laughs> I should probably have written that Z- down. Zof- Zaf- Zaf- Zofran? That sounds right. That feels right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry if that's wrong. Look into that yourselves. (laughs) And, yeah, so trying to hide that from work was really hard because I'm in the office 
five days a week. Yeah. I can't do my job from anywhere else. So hiding that was really difficult. I know I looked like crap for weeks. Tell them the story about your boss. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep it brief. I'm not feeling well. Don't know what to eat because everything makes me feel sick. So I've got like a Powerade on my desk because I wasn't drinking enough water because that felt made me feel sick as well. Mm. And then in the lobby, they were giving away chocolates. So I walked up, I had chocolate on my desk, I had a Powerade on my desk and then I needed to go get lunch. So I go out and I buy chips. And well, of course, then I felt like a fizzy drink, <laughs> something a bit fresh, refreshing. So I come in with chips and a fizzy drink. Anyway, my boss looks to me and says over the top, of other workers Sophie you're either hungover or you got something to tell me because look at your desk and I <laughs> and honestly I looked really hungover or just really pregnant and I was like ha, ha, ha. you know it's all about balance you know anyway With the chips and a chocolate and a Powerade and a fizzy drink <laughs> But I actually chose later that day and I think I was only like 10 weeks in or maybe less eight weeks I was like you know what I need to tell him in confidence because I'm just MIA at the moment mentally and probably physically soon because I can't keep coming in here every day Mm -hmm. and he took it like a champion he made me feel great so yeah it was actually a positive story it was but that's quite funny (laughs) how he semi outed you to all your work in front of everyone (laughs) yeah everyone I think was expecting me to be pregnant by that stage recently married Mm -hmm. you know yeah all right so the wait's finally over you're past the 12-week mark and you're heading into the second trimester How are you feeling? Are you screaming your pregnancy news from the rooftops or are you keeping it under wraps for a little bit longer? So I started feeling really good again around week 12 slash 13. So that was pretty good, like only six weeks of absolute torture. Um, And look, I kept it pretty under wraps. I did actually have my 30th birthday in the middle of all of this. You Um, did? Yeah. So I'd booked this beautiful long lunch at Mimi's, which Joe and I were going to cover for me and my friends. I have people flying in from Queensland, from Melbourne, all to Sydney, and um, I couldn't cancel that. So we hosted it. I told everybody pretty much when they were down here. I think there was about 10 of them. So actually, I didn't really keep it under wraps. (laughs) And I got to watch them enjoy this beautiful long lunch while I just sat there super sober. (laughs) (laughs) But look, it's a fun trimester because that's when you start seeing your bump grow. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, dressing it is difficult, particularly in the corporate world. Yes. I actually do want to quickly plug two brands that are great for dressing your bump in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. So, one of them is called Bay the Label, B-A-E, the label. They're really good because they're pretty affordable and they have bits of everything. And then also Ripe Maternity. So Ripe as in R-I-P-E Maternity. Yep. Very similar brands, but just awesome for the office. Mm-hmm. So I wore most of their garments for the next few months. And during that second trimester, that's sort of when those ligament pains started for you though, right? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, prior to this happening to you, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah, so as my belly started growing, the relaxin hormone started kicking in. It's a hormone that is released in women when they're pregnant mm-hmm. and it just helps relax everything ultimately for you to be able to support your moving bones and growing bump. But what that did was put a lot of pressure into my groin. And so I actually started getting shooting pains from my groin down to my knees. Wow. Yeah, like you just pushed on that area and it hurt. So I went and started seeing a uh, women's health physio 
who really alleviated that pain. But what it did was actually just put more into my groin. So it stopped going down my legs, which was nice, but it is still so bad right in my groin and also goes out to around my hips as well. So I do worry that it's not going to get any better. Um, We're doing everything I can, but with my bump, I'm moving around less now. So yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult. Yeah. And, you know, if that's something that you're going through, like obviously reach out to Sophie because she's got lots of tips and tricks on things that you've been trying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've been doing a lot. And look, this is just my own like experience as well. I'm not, I'm no like physiotherapist. No, no. But yeah, like shoot me a DM because we are all going through it. Absolutely. So let's move on to the home run known as the third trimester. Which is where I am now. Which lasts for four years, seven months and 245 days. Approximately. (laughs) If you ask any pregnant woman. So this is the time that your body obviously goes through the biggest changes and you're nearly on the home run or nearly at the end of it. How are you feeling now? Honestly, everything is amazing. I am just really happy. I do. I think I mentioned before, like I'm so close to the end now. So I feel nothing but excitement. I remember before I was pregnant, I would be like, oh my God, look how pregnant that lady is. She must be so nervous. She's about to give birth. That's the only thing I used to think they must be so nervous, but I don't, I'm not nervous at all. There is not one inch of me that is nervous about labor. Wow. Yeah. Which is crazy because I used to, when I was younger, it's all I used to think about when I saw a pregnant woman. Yeah. But now I just feel nothing but excitement. So have you been trying anything to bring on labor? I mean, you're 36 weeks now. You sort of got that tick. Baby can come at any time. Yes. What are you trying? Oh yeah. Great question. Cause I am doing a fair bit and I've been excited to get to this point because it's not like I want to have a baby early. I just don't want to have her late. <laughs> <laughs> right on her due date. It'd be very nice. <laughs> Which is like a 3% chance of having a baby on your due date. Apparently. Super rare. Super rare. So that's not going to happen. Definitely not. But yeah, like natural remedies I've been doing and they're probably wives tales. There's not a whole lot of research on any of this. May I add, I just want to caveat this, but I'm bouncing on my pregnancy ball. I'm drinking raspberry leaf tea every every day I'm eating dates every day I'm doing acupuncture once a week and I've just started perineal massaging and what is a perineal massage google perineum and massage and you'll find (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to prep my body for a watermelon to exit it's essentially a hoo-ha massage it's a hoo-ha massage yeah yeah. oh I have actually just started expressing as well so I've only done it a couple of times it feels so weird having something coming out of your nipple I know it's totally natural but like when I first saw the first bit of colostrum just drip on its own I called you, remember? Yes, you did. And I'm like, actually, it's yellow. It's coming out on its own. Is this normal? (laughs) What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing everything to put it politely, but I'm enjoying it. It keeps me focused because I can't do a lot physically. Like I can't be going for walks for kilometers because of my hips and my groin. So what I've started doing for that more recently is I mentioned I'm seeing a physiotherapist. I'm wearing SRC shorts, which are supportive shorts. Um, They go tight around your hips just to help being a little bit more supportive. I am wearing a support belt as well if I'm not wearing the shorts, if I'm on my feet uh, at work. I'm doing glute exercises and I'm swimming. Swimming is the only physical exercise I'm doing at this point. Swimming is so good in late pregnancy. You don't feel pregnant in the water. Except when the baby moves that's an odd sensation I think I'm moving too much you said that the other day yeah I think I'm moving too much to feel her move in the water oh okay go you yeah well thank you someone needs to keep his biceps toned (laughs) jokes that are already out the window um 
But yeah, so that's my third trimester in a nutshell. So yeah. like physically, it's becoming fairly taxing. I have to be honest. Yeah. But I'm still mentally in the game. Awesome. Yeah. You're going to smash this. Aww. I have so much faith in you. Thank you. All right. So you touched on this previously on your Instagram. People might have seen it. But for those who missed it, I think it's such an important story to share. So I wanted to discuss it here with you. You chose to change care providers like partway through your pregnancy. Can you explain why and like how did you go about that and where is it all at now? Yeah, this is probably the right episode to talk about it, I guess, I think right? Because so. it's, it's a big part in my pregnancy journey. Yes. And I mentioned it on Instagram, was inundated with people being like, oh my God, why and how? And, you know. So let's take you back a little bit. I've always been very open on all ways of delivering babies. You have. You've always been open to however it happens, it happens. Totally. Like I considered doing elective cesarean a few years ago before I was pregnant. I'm happy to do a vaginal delivery. Whatever happens, happens, Mm -hmm. right? Joe made comment that he would like us to go private. And I thought, yeah, that's fine. Like I've got private health insurance. I set myself up early enough for it. Sure. Which means we were going down the um, obstetrician route. Yeah. Now I don't have a lot of friends that have had babies, particularly in Sydney. So I didn't know really where to look or what to Google. So someone recommended an obstetrician. We went and met with her. Uh, She was nice. She was lovely. She had a great, you know, medical suite. And Mm -hmm. I thought, cool, let's just lock and load. Like we went in so unequipped. We barely asked any questions. I just thought, yeah, this feels right. She seems nice. She seems nice. Yep. But lo and behold, from weeks 15 to 25, I began learning a lot about physiological birth. And that's when I sort of decided, let's see what this body can do. Let's aim for a vaginal delivery. Now, that's when I started asking my obstetrician a few more questions around natural deliveries. And and when do you use forceps? Yeah, instruments. And and when would you do an induction? And because I'm learning all of these facts, right? Yeah. And she started just making comments about things that felt like they weren't in line with my vision. So, you know, if you have a big baby, you will be induced. And I thought, oh, my God, I was such a big baby. You've had big babies. I was a big baby. Odds are I might have a big baby. And she actually told me, black and white, if you're a big baby, you're going to have a big baby. Not true. And so she's telling me, you're going to have an induction. And that's not something that I decided I wanted. No. And so I just thought, this is just not sitting right. And so then I had dwelled on this for weeks. I just came out of the appointments unhappy and unsure. And I'm like, Joe, I think we need to change care providers. I had engaged a doula, which again, we'll talk on that in another 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 episode. But she was instrumental in encouraging me to change. She said, if it doesn't feel right, you need to listen to your gut. And luckily I had met another obstetrician along the way when I'd done some initial checks um, and got my cervix looked at like a year ago. Mm. I met this awesome obstetrician and I just thought, let's just call him. Let's see if he's available. And if he is, let's go and have a chat. Anyway, I called, he was available. He wanted to see us like ASAP, didn't charge us for the first consult. He was lovely. He gave us his mobile number and he was like, I am pro whatever you want. Like, let's go get this, you know, let's deal with what's in front of us. Like we may or may not get exactly what you want, which is fine. Mm. But like he was going to work hard towards what I really wanted. And it just felt so right. 
And so I did it. I just swapped. And I was, I think I was 25 weeks, like well and truly into my pregnancy. Yeah. It felt wrong. I felt like, is this the right thing to do? But we just, we, we had to do what felt right. Yeah. And, and I did it. And, you know, interestingly, he said a lot of women change care providers and more so in the back end of their pregnancy because they get to a point where they might change their mind on the delivery. Maybe the obstetrician said they could achieve something and then they get to the back end and then the obstetrician's like, actually, no, let's just do a cesarean or they try and make it quicker and easier for themselves. Yeah. So people do change a lot. So I want to make sure people understand that it feels scary, but it's not not done. Yeah. So if you don't feel 100%, absolutely change because when it comes to that delivery day, which I haven't been there yet, but I just, I know that you need the right people around you. A hundred percent. Right. And yeah, now I feel so good. I've got my doula. I've got a fantastic obstetrician. Should we plug him? Let's plug him. Dr. Hugh Porter. Um, (laughs) We totally are going to do an episode with him as well. Definitely. So yeah, that's, that's that story in a nutshell. Yeah. And I was honestly so proud of you for making that decision because I know that it was really unnerving to Mm. change because doctors are like an authority figure they are and then to say well I don't really want you anymore I want someone else like yeah and like I just did it via email (laughs) did you (laughs) I'm like thank you but we've you know decided to go different I kept it really polite yeah and didn't really get a response well didn't get a call which I thought maybe I would have yeah Um, but it just made me feel like even more like I'd done the right thing yeah Mm. yeah and I um, have had the privilege of meeting Dr. Porter and can also vouch that he seems like a fantastic obstetrician. So yeah. I think he'd be the right man for the job when yeah. the day comes. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That kind of concludes my questions for you. 36 weeks. Next episode's going to be my labor. Birth story. Oh my God, guys. I'm so excited to get into this and then share whatever it looks like. Because like I said, I don't care what it looks like as long as I'm healthy, baby's healthy. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. I'm seriously busting the scenes for this one. Same. All right. Well, thanks guys. We will be back with my birth story. Talk to you soon. Bye.